Okay, we're picking up on Daf Zayin a bit, the third line. Uh, the Brayto told us that Echad Benisan was the uh, Rosh Hashanah for a bunch of things. So we said the Yeshamrim. Some say Aflis Chirut Batim, even for renting houses. So Tanu Rabbanu, we learn in the Brayto Hamaskir Bayit Lecha Vero Lishana. If somebody rents out his house to his uh, to a fellow for a year, Monesh Nei Masar Chodesh Miyom Liyom. You count twelve months from the from the day you did it to the day you twelve months later. So that says the third of the month. So you go to the third of the month twelve months later. But and here's the point for us. Vi Mamar Lishana Zo. If you said for this year. Even if right now it's only Echad Ve'adar, once the Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes along, one month later, Altalo Shana, it counts as a full year. Okay, so it's all about the language of the, of the lease, but if you say, again, if it's for a year, fine, but if it's for this year, so that this year will end on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And Gemara points out, So if you remember from the very beginning of the Masechah, where we said that even one day for a king counts as an entire year, that's not true when it comes to renting houses, right? Because even according to the opinion that says that one day in the year counts as a whole year, this case is different, the case of renting houses is different. Because a person is not going to bother, he's not going to bother to rent out a house, from uh, them 30 days. Okay, so that's why the Rosh Hashanah Shadar is really kind of the limit at that point. Kumar says, but maybe I should say that Tishrei should be the Rosh Hashanah for uh, renting houses. No, Stamki Agar Inish Beta Lakuli Matak Shamim Agar. Because the Stam will be, the assumption will be when a person rents at this house, uh, then. Our rent house will be for all the Yomotak Shemim, for the entire rainy season, and Tishri would, would get us cut off at least partially in the rainy season, so it would be an impractical suggestion that the, that the lease should be over, you know, uh, during that time, because who wants to give up a lease when it's uh, bad weather outside? Okay, Batanakama, Debraita, Batanadidan. How about the Tanakama of Debraita? Remember, they said this is a Yesh Omrim, so the, the Tanakama and Debraita, who didn't include Skirupatim, as one of the Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah Nisan, and our Tana as well. The Nisan Nami Mishkal Shech Kitre, he says, the Nisan also you can find uh, clouds, and therefore sometimes it can, uh, it can actually rain even in Nisan, and therefore the idea of saying that you should have a Rosh Hashanah for renting houses doesn't make much sense because even uh, Nisan isn't definitively the right time. So we, wouldn't, we won't have a stamina, we'll just have to go based on when people actually make the rental agreement. Okay, now we're going back to the original Mishnah where we said, the first developer is the Roshanah for Maser Behemah when we calculate the animals that are born in that year and every tenth animal uh, has to be brought to the Beit HaMikdash. So, uh, he said that's the first of Elos. So Gemara says, Mani, who is this opinion? Rabbi Meir here. This reflects the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Because we have a, another uh, source that says that Rabbi Meir uh, says it's explicitly that the first of Elos is the Rosh Hashanah for Maser Behema. Gemara says, so we're going to have a little bit of an issue now. I know we've already, uh, if you remember that we said uh, Rosh Hashanah now is uh, for this, for Echad Elos and uh, for Maser Behema is Rabbi Meir. Remember who we say that when we said Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, um, we said who is that? We say Rabbi Shimon. That we said that was Rabbi Shimon, right? But if that's the case, Ema Sefer. Then I'll look at the look at the end of the Mishnah. If you flip back, we say Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, Umrim, that the Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon disagree, right? And they say that the Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Behima is not. 
be'echad be'elul, the rather echad b'tishrei. So if that's the case, what we're doing is a strange thing. The Gemara says, Reisha b'sefer Rabbi Shimon in Mitziyat Rabbi Meir, and then it ends up saying that the first case of the Mishnah is Rabbi Shimon's opinion, the Regalim, right? And then we have, or at least the, the, in, in order, we have Rabbi Shimon's opinion for Regalim. Then we have Rabbi Meir's opinion for Maser um, Behima. And then you have the end, also Rabbi Shimon of Echab Tishrei. So it's just a weird, it's a very weird sequencing. Very weird sequencing. The Gemara seems, it seems strange. It's to suggest that the Mishnah stuff is very uh, broken up that way, very patchy like that, is, uh, is unlikely. So, the Gemara answers, Amar Rav Yosef Rebbe. So Rav Yosef says, it's actually really the, the entire Mishnah is the opinion of Rebbe. It's Rabbi Nasi, right? The, uh, the compiler of the, of the Mishnah. So he just sort of recorded his opinions according to different Tanaim. So I mean, the Rebbe has different opinions, and it reflects different, uh, different opinions of the Tanaim. The Regalim suffered like Rabbi Shimon. When it comes to Regalim, he holds like Rabbi Shimon. Okay, and therefore, um, he lists the opinions the way they are. So it's not out of order. It's not like it's going back and forth, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Shimon. Really, it's all Rebbe. How does it? The Rebbe's own opinions are kind of uh, reflect different opinions uh, of different Tanaim, but it's not uh, not inconsistent in that sense. So Gemara says, "Ihachib." That's the case. Arba. Why does it say there are four Roshay uh, Shana Chamishah? But there really should be five Roshay Shana. So now we should look at Rashi just for a second to clarify what he means. Why would it be five Roshay Shana? So Rashi says, "Ihachib dechad gavur amra lematnitin." If it's really one person saying the whole Mishnah, v'nasi milte chada. Tana, we're going to make a, assume that the Mishnah is following the opinion of one Tana, namely Rebbe, and Chamisha Roshay Hashanin in it. There's going to be five Roshay Hashanin. How so? Echad bin Nisan. So you have Echad bin Nisan. Now we have clear. And this one I really want to show you is about Chamisha Sarbinis. And also you have Chamisha Sarbinis in the 15th of Nisan. So why would it be 15th? If you look at the Mishnah, we have no recording of 15th of Nisan. But the truth is, if you think about it, the way we discuss the opinion of um, Rabbi Shimon when it comes to Regalim, Regalim really, the sequence of Regalim, the idea was that you start the count for Val Ta'achir from Pesach. So Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot. So really we're starting down on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. We're really starting on the middle of Nisan, Tetva of Nisan, when Pesach starts. So that would be really a second Rosh Hashanah, even though it's called Echav but really we, we said it really means like the regal word, you know, where it begins. Also, if Echav Elul, you have the first of Elul, the Echav Tishrei, the first of Tishrei, the Chamishar is a Bishvat, and two Bishvat. So you end up with five. So again, if it's different opinions, you could have said, okay, so I get it, like it's, you know, we add it all together, whatever. But with one, one opinion, it really should be five Rosh Hashanah. So Amar Rabbah, so Rabbah says, okay, no, it's Arba Aladivri Hakol. Rabbi says, yeah, it is for if you distill Rebbe's opinion into, the, into its component parts. The Rebbe Meir are ba'adal regalim. So Rebbe Meir is for because take away regalim because he doesn't agree with that one. And the Rebbe Shimon are ba'adal ma'asar behema. Rebbe Shimon take it's for because take away the ma'asar behema as a separate one. As a separate one. Okay, because he, again, he, now that he doesn't think there's a Rosh Hashanah behema, he does, but it's just not a separate one. It's a Rosh Hashanah Nisan, and therefore it's, uh, there's no extra one for Elul. Okay, so that's Rabbi's solution. Maybe I'll tell within the opinion of Rabbi. Rav Nachum Bar Yisrael Gemara Arba'a Chandashim. Rav Nachum Bar Yisrael says, well, no, it's not from four Roshay Shana, it's four months. Ubahen Kama Roshay Shanim. And within them, there are several Roshay Shanim. So what he does there, the, the, the equalizer there, is that he says essentially that Rosh Chodesh Nisan and Chamisha Asar Ben Nisan, those become one Rosh Hashanah of Echab Ben Nisan. And that the idea of Echab Ben Nisan isn't reflecting necessarily the date, the first of Nisan, rather it's the month of Nisan 
that uh, make may, according to certain opinions, contain more than one Rosh Hashanah. Okay, so that's two different ways of solving the problem. Again, Rav is saying that uh, in Achanami, there really are four, five Rosh Hashanah in terms of dates. There are five of them, according to Rebbe. But the recording in the Mishnah is reflecting the idea that Rebbe is uh, himself sort of compiling different. His own opinion is based on other opinions. So according to each of those opinions, there would really only be four Rosh Hashanah. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzhak is saying, no, uh, it's really going to be, we're going to stick with the idea of having four, but meaning... Uh, um, he'll also admit, yes, it really would be five in terms of actual dates, but not that we're going to split up the different opinions, rather we're just going to say it's four different months in which there is a Rosh Hashanah. Okay, the Gemara now says, Metevi, that's a Kasha, but we have a Baraita which says, Shisha Asar Benisan Rosh Hashanah Laomer, Shisha Besivan Rosh Hashanah Lishtei Alechem. says that the 16th of Nisan, which is the, right, the second day of Pesach, we bring the Korban HaOmer, is the Rosh Hashanah for Omer. When we say Rosh Hashanah for Omer, we mean we bring the Korban HaOmer, which is the first offering of the new grain. Okay, it's from barley. First offering of new grain. The halachic significance of that offering is that all the grain that had grown up until that point is called chadash. The new grain is prohibited. Okay, they're not allowed to, to eat new, newly grown grain until this special korban, the korban that Omer is brought on the 16th of Nisan. After that, all the new grain becomes old, meaning you're, then you're allowed to eat it. Okay, that's, only, that's true in Eretz Yisrael. Throughout Eretz Yisrael, you're allowed to do that in the rest of the world. But, but, uh, but for, the, for the Beit HaMikdash, you have to wait till the Shtei Halasam, bringing the two loaves on Shavuot. Those loaves are made of wheat. And in that, it's a, sort of the same idea. That permits, Rashi explains, that permits the Chadash, new grains in the Beit HaMikdash. Okay, so we have two new Rosh Hashanah in a certain sense. When it comes to new grains, Rosh Hashanah for the Omer on the 16th of Nisan, and, the, and Rosh Hashanah with the Shtei Halasam uh, on the 6th of Sivan. So if that's the case, then the Rav then for Rav, we should not be having four Rosh Hashanim. We should have six Rosh Hashanah, right? We should have six of them because it's six different dates. And Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, who focuses on the dates but on the months, so find this this thing of Nisan is no, is no different. It's not a new month, but the six of Sivan is a new month, and therefore that should count separately. So Amar Rapapa, Rapapa, we'll see three answers to this question. So Amar Rapapa, Kika Chashi, Bidi Dechayel Me'orta. Rapapa says when we're counting, we're counting things in the Mishnah, we're going to count things that are Chayel Me'orta take effect from the evening before. Midi Dechayel Me'orta, Loka Chashi. But things that don't take effect the night before, we are not going to, cal- uh, to count. Uh, so what that means here is that certain things just happen because the calendar date hits. So then that takes effect. That's the Rosh Hashanah. But if uh, but certain things, like we'll see with the Shtei HaLechem and with the uh, Korban HaOmer, it's not just the date itself that has an effect. The date actually has no effect, according to almost all opinions. Uh, and therefore, it would take uh, the actual bringing of the Omer, or the bringing of the Korban Shtei HaLechem, to, uh, to have the proper effect. And therefore, those things aren't counted as, uh, as uh, Rosh Hashanah. In the Mishnah, because the Mishnah is talking about things that the date itself matters. Mara says, What are you talking about? They don't take effect from the morning, they're counted. So that seems weird because we assume that Rigalim uh, do take effect when the date just hits. But what we're going to assume is that Rigalim has to do with Sefer Baal Ta'afer. It's all about bringing the Korban. So the whole issue, the Rashi explains here, the whole issue is that uh, we have to bring the Korban in the morning. You can't bring Korban in the night. And not only that, but you can't bring any Korban until you brought the Korban. Korban Tamid Shil Shachar. You have to bring the daily uh, Tamid, you know, sacrifice. And therefore, there's a, there's a, it doesn't, so it doesn't uh, take effect until you've do, actually done that. So the nighttime has no effect. It's not really about the date. It's really about the, about the offering itself. 
So that doesn't seem to fit the uh, to fit the, to the category. So our answer is now the words "kevin shetzarich" that's a machloket in the Gersa. What counts? We'll read it with it. But "kevin shetzarich leituye meikara mechayev v'kai." The Gemara says, since you have to bring those korban up beforehand, uh, it's assumed that the chiyuv stands. I mean, the chiyuv stands from before. So, meaning, once the date hits of the regal, it's not as dependent on the morning when you can actually bring the korban, because you've been obligated to bring this korban for a long time, and therefore we're going to consider the date to be significant. Also, the yovel doesn't just occur when the day hits, because again, uh, and again, that's counted in our Mishnah, but you have to bring the, the yovel. The yovel is only declared in the morning of Yom Kippur after the, uh, uh, the yovel year when you uh, blow the shofar. So again, it's not based on the day, it's based on, the, on, on uh, blowing the shofar. Hagamar says, Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher, Rabbi Yochum Mabroka. He this reflects the opinion Rabbi Shmuel ben the son of Rabbi Yochum Mabroka. To Amar my Rosh Hashanah, Chayol Yovel. He says no, he's different opinion. He doesn't think Yovel hits when you blow the shofar. He thinks Yovel hits from Rosh Hashanah of the Yovel year right away, and therefore the date is determined uh, determines it, and it's all good. Okay, so Rabbi Papa, we're all okay. Rav Sheshu Brei Rav Yidi Amar Rav Sheshu Brei Yidi says I'll have a different explanation for what the uh, distinction is between why our Mishnah doesn't include these two extra. Uh, these two extra Rosh Hashanahs. He says, He says, Forget about the dates. So our Mishnah is worried about things that don't depend on an action. Things that uh, depend on an action, it's not going to count. And so it's very similar to what we just talked about now. But again, the Regalim also depends on the Masa. Again, we said before, the Masa would be in this case, not just the morning, but the Masa of bringing the Korban Tamid. Mar says, Baal Ta'cher mi So the answer is that Baal Ta'cher doesn't depend on the Mahasa. I mean, it's true, you can't bring the Korban until you, uh, until you offer the Tamid, but the Isra Baal Ta'cher, that's going to fall out immediately. Uh, but how are Yovlot? How about Yovlot? So Rabbi Shmuel ben Oshel, Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka. So again, the same answer that Yovel also. Uh, if you hold Rabbi Shmuel ben Oshel, Rabbi Yochanan Mabroka, so it's also not Tali be Masa. Okay, so then it's all then it's all good. The last answer in this 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 uh, question is Rabashi Amar Arba Roshea Shanimheim Shehein Be Arba Roshea Chodashim. Okay, so Rav Ashi says, no, the whole thing is much simpler. That's just four Roshay Shanim, which fall out in four Rosh Chodeshes, meaning the whole issue is we're only going to count the dates that are on Rosh Chodesh. But, uh, okay, so there'll be Nisan, whatever those might be, but these ones don't have, uh, they're not in the beginning of a Rosh Chodesh, beginning of a month, it's the 16th of Nisan, and the 6th of Sivan, so that's not going to work. But then if that's the case, you're going to rely on them for the first of Shvat, and that's following Beit Shammai's opinion. We know we don't like to assume that this, the Mishnah is going to be following the opinion of Beit Shammai. That's very strange. Like we're going to title, even though we'll include Beit Shammai's opinion, to say that the titling of the whole Mishnah, that the heading of the whole Mishnah, is according to Beit Shammai, who says that Echa Bishvat is a Rosh Hashanah Levanot. Really, it's three, according to everybody. But one of the first of Shvat, Machloke Bishami Beit Hila. But really, so Arba Rosh Hashanim is according to all opinions, including uh, even Beit Shammai, but it's really only three, Ledivri Hakol. So that's a little bit of a weaker answer if you think about that, because you have to sort of change how the header works. But it is a simpler answer in terms of, uh, you know, declared Rosh Hashanah based on things that are just the first of the month. Okay, we'll stop there.